What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Pound Threes Gaming Podcast. This is episode 16. I'm stoked to have this guy on. This is another guest I've never played video games with, but somebody that mentions to me, I think a month or so ago, that uh, he liked Assassin's Creed back in the day and a couple other games. So that always piques my interest. But um, there's going to be some really cool stuff that we bring out in this episode. So I'm really stoked. Uh, one of the primary uh, reasons is he's got a PS5, my first guest ever that has a PS5. Uh, everybody knows about the terrible launch that's had. But anyways, uh, without further ado, I'll let him introduce himself. Yeah. Hey guys. Um, so Mark Cedinho, I go by the gamer tag Brumba15. And as Thomas said, you will currently find me playing the PS5. All right. Epic. So I'm, I'm stoked to get into kind of the context of your gaming career, because um, we're going to talk about things that I've, I'm sure I've never even heard of or never even experienced. But um, yeah, just tell me about kind of how did it start for you? Like what systems did you start on? What was in a bigger question um, that I'm alluding to here is that you grew up in Germany, correct? And so um, what was the gaming culture like over there as you were growing up? That's a big question I want to talk about. But personally, what was your um, how, how did it start for you? I think like generally, like even after like listening to the episodes on my previous guests, I would say, I mean, I hear what I've heard. Most people were playing like, like consoles while I was definitely more of a PC guy. Okay. I kind of like shifted gears, like towards the end of like a couple of last years. Mm-hmm. But I would say like back in Germany or Europe in general, it's more of a PC culture, I would say. Gotcha. Um, so I said, I kind of like start with PCs, stick with it, and then slowly make my move over to consoles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I th- I think that has a lot to do with where um, consoles are being made, right? So PlayStation is in Japan and Microsoft is in the US. So it's like, and I'm sure it, it's probably more readily available. It's probably cheaper. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, a PC is, is more expensive than a console right off the bat. But um, no, that definitely makes sense. So when you were playing PCs, what kind of games were you playing back in the day and, and what were you interested in? Um, so Ken and I started, I think like my very first game that I played was, was um, on the Windows 98. So, um, oh my God, yeah. So fun fact, it was also released on my birthday. So All right. my dad got his computer and that was like Windows 98 and it came with a pre-installed games. And it was Whoa. Age of Empires. I don't know if you if you know that. Yes, game. I have. Wow. Yeah. So, so that's kind of like how I started, like just play with my dad, and was like very like was almost like a like a limited trial version of it. So you couldn't okay. play all the chapters. You just like have a like compact version of the game. So kind of that's how I started. Uh-huh. Um, played a lot of Age of Empires. I would say for like years after. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge strategy guy in that sense. I played. Yeah. A lot tell of, me. Like, and, uh, Tell me a little bit more about Age of Empires, like kind of what style of game it is, because I, I've definitely never talked about that on this podcast. So I want to hear a little bit more about what it's like. So for the people that like you don't know that game, it's that a very, very old game. So the graphics is very <laughs> minimal. Um, it is somewhat in between like a 2D, 3D game. So you have like a bird's eye okay. perspective and it's pretty much just building cities. Um, uh-huh. So you have that can be very very long so i had like some game sessions so you play you can play the campaign where you have like certain quests to do and you're pretty much competing against other people 
okay. set in like the medieval ages, right? So building kind of like forts and all that stuff. You have like knights, mm -hmm. um, and then you evolve. You go through like the different eras and you upgrade. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the 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 setting of the game, right? So in some of these okay. games, I had I literally played the same session mm. for multiple days right so i would keep oh, okay. the same game yeah and you start with like very like small little town and then you build it out and you have a huge cities and um mm -hmm. kind of like if you have like architectural like um ideas inside of you like that kind of yeah. how you play the game just like be defensive in a sense but also be offensive so there's different like styles to play the game i was definitely more of the defensive guy uh -huh. I build other city to be um, the main fortress, beatable in a sense. Like yeah. no one could conquer me in a sense, right? So, very cool. Yeah, it's kind of like the first games I played. Yeah, it sounds a lot like Civilization. Um, I don't know if you've messed with Civilization yeah. kind of yeah. later on, but um, I know that uh, when Kevin Spencer and Connor and I lived together in the city, uh, Connor pretty much every night I was playing like Red Dead Redemption 2 or Horizon Zero Dawn. Connor was on the coffee table with his laptop playing Civilization. Um, so I definitely have seen him play that. That's not kind of my style of game, but I totally get the itch of like, basically it is your playground to strategically build across the world. Um, and the scope that they give you, it's like, start with a house and build an empire and like literally exactly, yeah. conquer the world if you'd like, or if you want to create allies. I mean, it's so cool that you get to be that uh, builder, that, um, you know, nurse, doctor, politician. I mean, it's all kind of cranked into one game. So I totally get the urge to play that style of game. And I love that you and your dad were playing that together. Cause I can imagine like the decisions being made, like, should we attack or shouldn't we? And he's like, I don't know, go for it. See what happens. You know, I can totally yeah. see all that stuff happening. So um, no, that's, that's super cool. And um, Ava also got started on PCs. So I definitely missed that boat. I mean, I played RuneScape. So RuneScape was definitely, you know, it's definitely on the PC and it's, it's a uh, MMORPG. So that was kind of my experience with online or PC gaming, other than like, like you said, some games were downloaded on the desk, on the, the computer itself, but very simple stuff like pinball, or uh, there was a game called Water Balloon Drop or something like that, where this dude ran around. Oh, Bomberman was another really cool PC game that I played a lot, but um, my, my experience with that is, is definitely limited. Um, so is there anything else that kind of piques your interest when you were uh, growing up on the PC gaming, was there anything, you know, different style or did you basically stick with that kind of strategic isometric gameplay? So um, kind of like when I started, like there was no multiplayer, right? So it's pretty much a, you oh. on your own. Yep. It was like ISDN, like you couldn't even like play online because like you had to like log into the account. You have like, it's very slow internet. So and it's, it's downloaded just... directly to your computer. It's not, <laughs> not online at all. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so kind of that's all the games that I started playing was pretty much in that sense you play by yourself. And mm -hmm. um, so a lot of like strategy games, but I was also huge, um, still to this game, I love um, point and click adventures. Oh, okay. I've yeah. Like into those games. But um, one of the first games I also played was Monkey Island, The Secret okay. of Monkey Island. Um, so I think that's almost like a cult game that's like a lot of, community behind these games. I think it was like three different games and made like remastered okay. versions of it. Um, 
it's pretty much like on an island you're trying to escape it's kind of funny like you're um, like pirates and stuff and uh-huh. um trying to like find like find different objects within like the environment then you're in you have to mm-hmm. find those objects like say you find you find a stick find a rope and find a hook and you have to make a route like go fishing or something uh-huh. right? or kind of like a puzzle that you have to solve by finding and combining different objects right so it's kind of a bit more challenging in a sense um so dude i love again, it i've never slow paced um, yeah i've never heard of this game but i love it i mean it's 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 you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of um the original wolfenstein which is uh a, you know have you heard of that game bethesda yeah. yeah so the original was you start with a knife and then you pick up a pistol and then you pick up a uh, assault rifle off of one of the enemies like it's it's bare bones at the beginning and it's the 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 original is is like doom original where it's like square corridors and it's two-dimensional enemies that like flip and flop in front of you and stuff but it kind of reminds me of that but also not really because what you're describing is survival first and it i like the humor that's involved in it too so it kind of makes you feel comfortable instead of being scared out of your mind on an alone on an island it makes it kind of (laughs) fun and enjoyable right so i again i've never heard of that game but it sounds like it was a blast yeah, you should definitely check it out. It's a, it's a phenomenal game. Like the early versions, they were, uh, I think it was like 320 times 200 pixels. So the <laughs> graphics was horrible. Um, you can't even compare it to like the games you have out there right now. Um, but if you play the game, not for the graphics, right? So yeah, kind of more about the, the plot itself, the story. Yeah. And it kind of has its charm because it's so bad graphics and all the effort and all the work that did like went into the story and like the the jokes and the humor and and it was probably like the the cutting edge at the time too maybe not because yeah 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 back in the day like i think it was some of the best games like in the i think it was released 1990 it was the best year best game of the year or something Uh right so it was a huge game back then yeah yeah absolutely no that's that's sweet. And again, kind of pushing this, this PC gaming, which is awesome. And I actually, what I wanted to ask you about, you know, Age of Empires and this game is what was like, for me, I had a very personal gaming experience where, well, at least that's how it started, where I would play games at my house. Um, and that was that. And then when I would hang out with friends, I wasn't really in the early days. Again, I wasn't really talking about it with my friends until I got like a PlayStation 2 and then I knew other people got those for Christmas or for birthdays and we were starting to play games at the same time and I could talk to them about that but I really don't feel like it was a community thing until I was much older like maybe even in middle school um, where you know things like Halo were out things like Call of Duty I mean those were the games that everyone had played and we started talking about that but early on it was very personal for me so what was that experience like for you were you talking about this with friends or was it more just like you and your dad or just kind of you hanging out and playing the playing the games I think like the the big difference between like PC and consoles or like the reason why I kind of later on shifted to console was if you play PC there's no way you can both play or with multiple friends play at the same time and one PC, right? So it's pretty much mm-hmm. more you play, your friend watches you, and then maybe you like you shifts. Like I play 30 minutes, you play 30 minutes. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like what we did in the first years. Um, huh. 
and like watch each other and it's like i play you play yeah um but i think it's like the the charm about like playing console because like you have like the co-op like you can split screen yeah all that stuff um but yeah like in the beginning like we did talk about it but it wasn't that big of a topic that we would talk about generally besides when we just play in that moment right so yeah you like meet up in the afternoons just hang out like go outside play go inside and like, play pc like usually back in the neck that time when we were only allowed to play like an hour or two max at the day yeah. right so yeah. we had like a kind of like a timer like you have 60 minutes to play um <laughs> and then <laughs> our parents would like turn off the pc take away the keyboard and mouse or whatever yeah. right so um <laughs> yeah i think like it was a big game changer like once you have the, the consoles but yeah PC definitely very, very single player focused. Um, yeah. Most of the time I'll just play by myself. And then when I meet up with friends, it's a couple of, couple of shifts, I play Upe and then that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. And that, I've talked to a lot of people that have, you know, their start was in Nintendo. And Nintendo has always done the split screen thing. They've always done like bring as many people together to play a game at the same time. Um, the PlayStation that I played, I played the PlayStation one, two, and, and so on. I, I'm not at the PS five yet, but you know, it's, it's was always two slots for controllers and in the PlayStation two, if you wanted to bring four people in, you had to buy a separate piece that then split into, you know, two more people. So you could have four people playing. Um, so you could just tell right off the bat from the design of the console that it was not made for four people playing. It was made for one and two people. So, um, I even got that experience myself, even playing with the PlayStation. So it kind of depended on the console you got to um, Xbox that had four controllers right off the bat. So yeah. they just decided a, the Xbox was so much bigger, just physically bigger than the PlayStation. And I think that was because they had to house the hardware to plug four four controllers into. Um, but <clears throat> they had thought about, Hey, let's bring people together to look in front of the screen and play split screen, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, PC, the whole point of the play, uh, uh, not PlayStation, but the whole point of a computer is for it to be one person looking at a screen doing many things. And that wasn't typically gaming from the get go. Like gaming was kind of an af afterthought back in the day. Now there's just computers that, you know, specify or um, are best at gaming. So, you know, it's changed dramatically, you know, today from, from back then. But um, so moving on from Monkey Island, I was curious, you know, what's, what's your next kind of games? And then what was popular with your friends that you heard about? Because you might not have been playing the games that everybody played at the time, which is totally cool. But what was popular with your friends um, around the time that you were growing up? So I think like a lot of my friends, we all played the same games because in that sense like we kind of like help each other out right so like if i get oh, yeah. stuck at a certain point and i would just like come over and then do that thing for you just get you through that uh quest or little uh, chapter and then you help me out right so in that kind mm -hmm. of sense but we all played a lot of both strategy games as i said like cage of empires was a big game mm -hmm. um later on like command and conquer i don't know yeah. the same kind of like same yeah. vibes and then Lord of the Rings, Battle of Middle Earth, that was a huge yes. one as well. Yep. Um, I think those are like more of the slow paced ones. And then later yeah, on, definitely. also like Counter Strike, Call of Duty 4, that was a huge one. Mm -hmm. um, 
it's kind of also where we started to get more into um like LAN parties where like yeah yeah like every like one month we were like 12 guys basically and um we would meet up like one weekend in a month and we have a one like full weekend sleepover mm-hmm. and we would literally play the entire weekend <laughs> so we would be dropped off by parents at one of our friends houses mm. and really they could circle around and so we would start playing friday night it takes us a couple hours to set everything up right so we have to like bring the monitor bring the computer all the cables and so this is a land on. party of pcs this is not a land party uh, of PCs. consoles no it's, oh PCs. it's not consoles yeah so it's a lot of effort that goes into that um you have to bring like sleeping bags <laughs> and everything and um we would be in the beginning, we were kind of like more restricted by our parents. And then like mm-hmm. later on, like when once it became like a monthly thing, uh, we wouldn't even go to sleep, right? So we would yeah. start playing at 6 p.m. and we would play through the entire night. Um, <laughs> we would kind of do shifts because there were certain games where we were too like too many guys to actually play in one, one game. So some yeah. people would just like take that session to like sleep. <laughs> so we would do like different shifts of sleeping and um, oh we would God. play the entire weekend and we'd be in a basement too right just yeah just playing video games <laughs> um so pretty nerdy but also extremely fun so, oh yeah and and the the parents that were you know whatever friend invited all of their friends over the parents were like Oh, I'm so screwed on my electricity bill this month. Like, I'm gonna play 32 hours of video games with seven PCs. It's like that yeah, it is was, hilarious. Uh, it was very uh, stressful with the parents because they had to like usually like make pizza for all of us, and yeah. um, it's a lot of stuff happening. And then we just have to go downstairs and we try to like still play, even though we're not supposed to play anymore. And um, yeah, right, trying to sneak hours yeah. and all that. Yep. Yep. So and that was really cool. Like I actually ended up like building this huge like table platform for like my basement. We could like, fit like 10 people at the same time with like visual protection. So you can like just watch and, like, what's going yeah. on. Yes. <laughs> Let's go. And um, yeah, so that's that was a good time. Um, I don't need to do it again, but that was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see how much you like that PS5 and maybe there might be some more land parties <laughs> in our future. That is so epic. Um, was that like late elementary school, middle school? What, what time frame was, was that? Oh, so, I would school? say that would probably like middle school-ish mm-hmm. uh, times into like into high school. Uh, kind of like mix it up with like different games. Like usually we would do like, as I said, we start with like, we like the slow pace games, right? So we do like yeah. some like, uh, Lord of the Rings, um, Battle of Middle Earth, um, some strategy games, because mm-hmm. we had like very diverse people, right? So, like I was like more on the strategy side, and I did enjoy playing Call of Duty, but like mm-hmm. it wouldn't be like my top favorite game. Sure. And then some of our friends who were extremely good, they were playing in like plants and I'd like, gone to like yeah. national championships and won computers because they were so good. And um, so kind of like just mix it up, right? Yeah. Um, play different games. Um, it's pretty fun because one of the reasons why I think I enjoyed PC so much is because you have more potential to customize, right? So totally. One of um, one of the things is you can modify the games, right? So mm-hmm. we would play games and we would modify them. We would download different like game modes, for example, like tower defense for 
um, Battle of Middle Earth, where mm -hmm. kind of like changed the entire game by like a game setting that someone just created on his own, or yeah. like Call of Duty or Counter Strike would play gun game. So back mm -hmm. in the day, that was not coming with the game itself. So yeah. it was someone who was just pretty much creating this game mode by himself. Yeah. Um, or zombie mode before that was like already implemented in Call of Duty. Yeah. Um, so I think that's like a huge thing why I really like playing computer. Um, then another thing is like, I kind of like started building my own computers. So mm -hmm. I like built it pretty much like built them from scratch, right? I went online, like yeah. looked at different pieces and so I was like upgrading the one like the, from like off the rack that I got and then kind of like mm -hmm. upgrading certain parts. And sometimes like, honestly, I might as well just build my own one, right? And kind of yeah. started my own little business in a sense. I built computers from all my friends, my family. And Sweet. Yeah, kind of upgrading and overclocking all that stuff. So getting like really, like really nerdy and techy, I would say. <laughs> um, yeah, but that was that was really fun. I think you can't really do that with like a console, right? It already comes as it yeah. is and there's only so much you can do about it. Um, yeah, yeah, no. The, the modding community with PC gaming is massive. I mean, I, I, I scroll through Reddit quite a bit and a lot of what I see is, you know, throwing out mods for different games. And uh, most of my stuff is, is based around the PlayStation 4 or PlayStation. Um, but like one, one channel I watch consistently on YouTube is um, best mods of the week for Star Wars Battlefront 2. And it's mostly visual. It's mostly they add skins to the game. So they add like Mace Windu, even though he was never in the game, or they add like Qui-Gon Jinn, he was never in the game. They add, you know, all kinds of different stormtroopers or um, all kinds of different clone troopers that were never in the game. And they, they add planets, they add, I mean, just crazy stuff going on. And then you have mods for um, more of the hardcore single player games that I play like Red Dead Redemption 2 and The Witcher 3, they'll do graphics mods, you know, like insane ray tracing uh, mods or straight 120 frames per second, like no problem. I mean, all these mods that basically enhance your visual experience for the games. Um, that's a lot of what I see, but what you're talking about is like changing the essence and the plot of the game to have like really cool game modes that are only offered in Call of Duty, but you want them in Counter-Strike or you have only seen tower defense in blah, blah, blah game, but you wanna add that with a Lord of the Rings twist to it. And that's awesome um, because it's so community based, right? It's like, hey, I this is a great game, but also I'm gonna spend my weekends building out this infrastructure and I'm just gonna release it to the world to have fun with such and such game, whatever, you know, whatever it is. Um, and we're going to mod it and make it more customizable, more fun, different, whatever it is. Um, the modding community is something that console players just don't get a taste of at all, except for cheat codes. And there was a lot of cheats in Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, where people would like prestige all the way to 10, like with the click of a button. Um, but like changing the gameplay in front of you, and it's actually straight code and it's just it, it's not like breaking the game in any any way that's not something that console players get um and so for the console listeners that are that are you know tuning into the podcast um i definitely recommend hitting youtube for 20 minutes and just checking out mods for different games because 
the the stuff that people put together on their free time just to do it because they want to it's phenomenal stuff and it's stuff you can pick up with a link or they can send out some file and you just have to download it and you know there's always risks with that but at the same time it's again it's pretty community based and pretty safe and all they want to do is just enhance the experience for everybody so you know i'm speaking in just kind of a generic you know kind of general tone but you've actually had experience with this so is there anything that like kind of stuck out to you that was really cool about that or i mean you you mentioned lord of the rings but anything else i think like for me it's, it's mainly like you you have the main game right so you play it you kind of like maybe finish it you've you've Pretty much done everything you can do with the game mm. and all these like mods just allow you to take what's already been like developed through the base game but then you just use this mod and usually they're all free right so like some person mm. is very very dedicated spends hundreds of hours just creating this different mode right you just download it you install it and you have a very very new game that's just based on like you're already familiar with, right? Right. But often you have all these like settings, right? So like Lord of the Rings, you could only play with like one person. You could play it like online at some point, right? But you could mm. only play it with one person. There was no way you could play it at a LAN party with like 10 people, right? So uh -huh. that's I know to kind of like allow you to play different mods and you can all play together and do tower defense, right? So yeah. It, it, Often for like LAN party was pretty cool because a lot of those mods were specifically for LAN parties to create a cool game setting and environment um, for like short, shorter time settings mm -hmm. or sessions um, with like more and more people than just like one or two. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's, I mean, it's just so cool that somebody spent the time themselves to do that and they release it to the community, right? I mean, it's just, I don't know, it's just really cool that it's just people sharing stuff for the sake of everyone having a good time. Um, and I think that's just really cool that that's something that's fostered in the gaming community because there's obviously a lot of negativity fostered in the gaming community. If you've ever logged into a Call of Duty, um, you know, lobby or a Modern Warfare 2 lobby, I mean, there's just some vile stuff coming through people's mics and through people's headphones. But, you know, there's also just this really cool um, side of the gaming community that's just like, hey, I'm going to spend a, a ton of time on this and I just want people to enjoy it, um, which is super, exactly. super cool. Um, so we kind of got into high school a little bit with, you know, kind of your gaming experience. What what was what was gaming like in high school? Was that where it kind of started to drop off or were you still playing a ton and then college comes around? Like how what was that time period like for you? Um. So, I mean, as I said, like, I mean, I started off just only playing PC. I mean, I did have a PS1, I did have a PS2, but okay. those were more for like when friends were over, I just played some like random games, but I was never that passionate about yeah. the, playing the console, right? Like what I loved about it was that I can pay, like play collaboratively with my friends, yeah. but it's not exactly that I was like super passionate about the games itself, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, I kind of like shifted. I had like the PS3 and um, I had an Xbox 360 um, to kind of like play all the games that were just limited to either one of the platforms. Yeah. And um, that's kind of like where I shifted um, more towards console. Okay. Because I did still enjoy playing like strategy games and stuff, but that's kind of like once real good like RPG games were developed, right? So you have like Hollow yeah. Scrolls, you have um, like. Um, 
like uncharted, all that stuff kind of like later on just being developed and like the graphics. And now you have like the TV set larger, right? So that's, yeah. And I thought it was like barely any difference between like a PC monitor and like a TV screen, right? It's both tiny and both yeah. not good quality. And then later on, like middle school, high school time, you finally have those like 40 inch TVs, what's kind of like worth playing on console a little bit more. Yeah. Um, once I shifted more to like the role-playing games, um, I did play a lot of like the old like Tomb Raider games and Jenna Jones. I was like on yeah. PC, but um, the controls are just horrible, right? So if you yeah. play that on a keyboard and mouse, it's it's doable, but it's not as great, right? I think that's like yeah. when a controller is just very very handy and it's yeah, it's almost intuitive. Better. Yeah, it's almost yes, intuitive. It's, it's much better, right? So I kind of like switched over there, um, and yeah, that, that was like probably more my high school, early high school, middle school age. Um, mm -hmm. I never really played many sports games. I know like a lot of your guests um, on the show played a lot of um, sports games. I, as I said, in Germany, we didn't really have that many sports games. You would never uh -huh. play football or basketball. Um, mm -hmm. That's not a thing. It was only like FIFA and FIFA was a huge thing in Germany, uh -huh. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, soccer is a big thing in Germany, but I just personally did not enjoy that game as much yeah um, i did play it but i would never play by myself i would only play with friends i would yeah would i'm the same way good yeah i'm the same way like it's it's cool it's super fun when i'm playing with somebody that like has a passion or energy for it um but i i am not like playing it by myself um you know advancing my career or, or doing anything like that just because it's i don't know i would spend my time doing an RPG style game where I'm like advancing the story or I'm like doing something to customize the character like that just is a little more engaging to me rather than the FIFA style game but yeah. I obviously people like Wally or Jack you know people are just like I live eat breathe FIFA um, I get it I totally get it because it's you know when you're playing online and you're just better than somebody else or you're neck and neck with somebody I mean it's just it's intoxicating, but that's just not really what drives me towards towards video games. And it sounds like that's kind of the same thing for you too. Yeah, I think like for me, it's like, I'm usually a person who prefers playing with people more than against, against people, yeah. right? So I would always like enjoy playing like co-op mode um, with friends mm -hmm. or just being on the same team um, versus like playing against my friend who's sitting right next to me. Right? So, <laughs> um yeah so like one of my friends would get like very very uh dramatic it would sometimes yeah. lose he would like literally throw his controller out of the window he did that a couple times <laughs> um he shattered a window once because of that. oh would, my god was not not happy when you'd lose um yeah so yeah that guy was usually more like a calm like chill, relaxed yeah. player. Uh, it's like kind of like, yeah, it's just that like, I prefer playing with people. Yeah. It ends up in a more relaxed you don't have, environment. You don't have controllers <laughs> thrown through windows when you're playing exactly, that way. Exactly, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, kind of spanning through high school and as we're getting towards graduating and going, you know, to the next step in college or, you know, whatever that next step is, what, what was that like for you? And what does gaming mean to you during that time of your life? So um, I would say like my peak of playing like video games was probably like middle school, early high school. Mm -hmm. um, 
was that way at like the LAN parties who played a lot and um, maybe that's a game we can talk about later, like Guild Wars. I don't know if you know that game. I've that's definitely heard of it. Probably yeah. the game that I spend the most, most hours um, playing. And But after that, it's kind of, I reached a point where I did play a lot of tennis. I did do a lot of sports. Um, mm -hmm. I was going into my junior year of high school. Um, mm -hmm. And in Germany, it's kind of the last two years is pretty much what decides everything about school, like whether mm -hmm. you can go to college, um, where you can go. So, and at that point, I was kind of like reaching a point where I couldn't do sports, I couldn't do friends, and I couldn't do video games, all of it. So right. it's kind of like where I took that break of playing video games. Um, mm -hmm. so I didn't play video games starting like end of high school, all the way through college until what, like late last year when I got the PlayStation. Uh -huh. um, but before I, well, I stopped, it was mainly a, a thing where I played it more on my own time. I wouldn't play it as much with friends anymore. Mm -hmm. um, just because I was like very focused on like, sports and then and, and school, more of like just relax, chill, um, go online, play with friends um, mm -hmm. and um, do a lot of like RPGs. It's more like my own pace, right? I can do whatever yeah. I want to do and like whenever I want to do. Mm -hmm. And then every once in a while, I'd be able to just like schedule like some some sessions, usually weekends or like night times. That's when I like, play with my friends, play Guild Wars, yeah. um, get some like multiplayer stuff um mm. like more social on like uh, in the virtual world yeah, yeah. that's kind of like my high school experience it kind of slowed down towards the end um as i said but yeah back 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 at it now yeah yeah absolutely um so i i do actually want to dive into guild wars a little bit but before we do that i want to take a quick break um after we return we'll dive into guild wars and then kind of what um, that break was like and, and what it's like returning to video games after a, a, a significant break. So we'll be right after, we'll be right back after this. All right, we're back. And just before the break, we were kind of diving into Guild Wars a little bit. And that's something that I have heard of, but I definitely want to dive into a little bit more because, you know, you definitely said it's one of the games you spent a lot of time in. So I want to hear more about it. Like, what's the point? Um, you know, what is the style of gameplay? And why was it so, um, I wouldn't say addictive, but why did you like playing it so much? Um, so for the guys or the people who don't know what Guild Wars is, it's pretty much uh, like World of Warcraft, but mm. in a less addictive way because you don't have to pay monthly fees. Um, it's mm. not about spending real money to progress in the game or to, to buy items or better armor or weapons and stuff. It's more about like you pay your 30, 40 bucks, buy the game, and then you can play as long as you want, right? So mm -hmm. it's in that sense, it's less addictive because it's not forcing you to play because you don't yeah. pay those monthly fees. Um, but it's the same setup, right? So it's pretty much like an open world. Um, you have different like types of characters that you can choose. Let's say you mm -hmm. have like a warrior, you have a monk, mm -hmm. you have a, like a mesmer, like um, the mentalist, like kind of like different types of characters you can play. You have multiple slots so you can play different characters and just switch it up and the game is like all online right so you pretty much you play with your 
friends. The, mm-hmm. the reason why I played so much was because all my best friends, we all had that game. Uh-huh. As the name of the game says, it's guilds that you can form in the game. So you can I all see. Play together. And um, you have to like go through certain missions and quests. And um, it's a very long lasting game in that sense. And mm-hmm. you can only master it by playing with people. You cannot go. Oh, I see. And not master the game by yourself, right? So mm-hmm. you need people on your team. Um, so, and especially if you have like your friends, I'd say like, I would be the monk, like the next person mm-hmm. would be like the warrior. My other friend would be like, kind of like, so we can like pretty much fill every single like character spot. Um, mm-hmm. And you have different like add-ons to the game and it only expands. So you can use your old characters to go into the new game and you gotcha. keep collecting items and better armor and, and weapons and all that stuff. So it's, it's really cool in that sense because that you cannot finish that game in a sense, right? Like I yeah. probably played the campaign in the 20, 30 times I finished the campaign. <laughs> and so um, you would do it every single character. You would still be able to like play it even because like you can redo like all the missions and it's gonna uh-huh. get harder and harder every single time you play it. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that's kind of like really cool because that was like the first game where you were like what the games that I play, I was able to kind of like hang out with my friends virtually, right? So yeah. Before that, you like, you played games online, but you just play a game, but you're not really it's so objective based. It's so yeah. yeah, it's so much about the game and getting to the next point in the game, and you're almost like hyper focused on that rather than and this is very it it does sound a lot like World of Warcraft. It sounds a lot like RuneScape, uh, where you're hanging out but you're also building your characters and you can go do things and it sounds like it even drove the whole community base um, style of gameplay even further with the fact that you could create guilds so that really you have to be part of a team you have to work together and there there's downtime you can hang out in the world and go exchange you know armors for money or weapons or you i'm sure could you do like crafting or you know like wood cutting or fishing like was there that style of gameplay or was there anything like that so there was no like activities where you collect wood or like iron or, or rocks anything but like mm-hmm. you would collect like items um sure. that like opponents would drop and then you can still upgrade your weapons and your gotcha. armor in that sense right so that's kind of like a never-ending game in a sense because yeah there's no perfect armor. There's no perfect weapon, right? Because there's always yeah. something that's better. Um, and they made it like really good where they gave you like anniversary gifts. So like the longer you played, like you got like better stuff and like the older- Just the reeling you in, just reeling yeah, you in. Yeah, <laughs> so that was like really, really good. And as I said, that was like the first game where it was all about a multiplayer game, right? Be- Previously, like I played, I said, like, even when I played Call of Duty, right? I played the, the storyline, I played the campaign, mm-hmm. and then I also played the multiplayer, right? Or I played Lord of the Rings, like Battle of Earth. Um, or I would still play the campaign or the storyline, then also yeah. play the multiplayer, right? The guild was all about like, you need to play with your friends. Yeah. And um, yeah, we all got very, very. Like dedicated to the game, spend a lot of lot of hours, um, mm. some very long nights. Yeah. So that's kind of like my towards the end of 
my gaming career at that I would say at that point mm. um, where I was okay like I because that game was like addictive in a sense but I'm not like crazy addictive just yeah. like so much fun because you hang out virtually but then I was like I need to kind of like slow it down figure like focus on school and then maybe I can do it later again um, yeah but yeah that was great times because it was like the change for me where gaming became a little bit more of like a social concept right before that was like you do your own thing you play your yeah. pc you play your console and then now it finally just started to become like a digital social thing right so yeah yeah absolutely that was a game what changer I, for me for sure yeah what i want to hear about is uh what is your favorite character archetype like what did you typically pick were you kind of like the bruiser melee like in your face or were you the monk or were you like the mage or range like what did you typically prefer in games like that i would usually be more of the strategic characters to play right so okay. um support characters i would usually kind of like thing. prefer to like the the mesmer or the elementalist it's kind of like where you like do spells you're more yeah. like the background. Like if someone runs at you and like hits you, like you don't live that long, right? Yeah. Your, your health is very low. Um, your armor is very low. Um, so you need to have a good team that can like support you, backs you in that sense, offends you. And you're more like the person who needs to, because you can combine spells, right? So it's like certain yeah. strategies you can use to combine different spells. Um, it's not just about having a good weapon, a good armor, and then having yeah. like some good like um, actions or activities in a sense. Um, yeah. You can like cast um, to do this one heavy sword attack or anything, right? So mm. it's kind of like more like the the character that I used to play. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I am currently, so I just actually fired up Diablo 3 for the first time with my buddy Chris. And uh, it's a dungeon crawler. It's uh, it's the isometric view, you know, the, you know, looking down on the character and, um, you know, there's archetypes in there. And I, this time I picked the necromancer because it is a combination of melee and area of effect and mage and spells and stuff like that, because I don't usually pick that character. Usually my character is the warrior with armor and a shield and a melee weapon and, you know, just bashing through that's just kind of what I have preferred and who knows why it's just something I've always done. But this time I really wanted to change it up because I feel like I would honestly enjoy it more uh, because in a game like that, where you're zoomed out away from the combat and it's much more about combining your abilities and taking out either waves of enemies, or if you have a boss fight, you have to deal with that boss and what, what, what drops the life points or the health points quick, you know, the, the fastest, um, so I just knew that I would enjoy kind of that mage, maybe spell casting range style, because uh, I just haven't done it that much. And it might challenge me, it might change how I view that kind of type of character and stuff. So um, it's funny that you kind of bring up this, this style of game, because we're just getting into that right now. Um, and it's definitely a blast. It's definitely addictive. 
Um, but yeah, I, I made a conscious decision to kind of change what I typically would do because um, I just want to try something new. And it's it's just like uh, Guild Wars, you can pick multiple characters and, and choose that profile and play with that profile for a little while or play with the next. Like it's it's very customizable. It's very wide open. And that's the whole point of the game. The, the point of that game is not to like complete a story like there is a campaign involved, um, but it's really about loot. It's about gameplay. It's about kind of challenging yourself with the enemies that are that are attacking you and stuff like that. Um, which is not my wheelhouse. My wheelhouse is like very story driven, very character driven, like customizing that character to the absolute T, like coloring their hat or their yeah. swords, all that kind of stuff. That's definitely my uh, my wheelhouse. But um, I'm really stoked that I got this going because um, my buddy Chris is super into this type of game. And I played it. I, the first type of game I played way back in the day on the PlayStation 2 was Champions of Norath. Um, and that was something that, same thing like archetypes of characters and you go out in the world and you defeat orcs and goblins and mages and you know all these kinds of different things and you loot and you build up your character and you trade in and it has all different types of um uh characteristics to each of the weapons like it's oh it's eight percent uh piercing damage or it's you know it has a ten percent chance to hit a critical hit or you know that kind of stuff which is so fun to like try and figure out and try and make these builds that are either like poison heavy or defense heavy or life points heavy. Um, there is such an addictive quality to that type of game. Um, but no, I, I'm kind of curious that I never got into Guild Wars because it sounds uh, right up my alley and it's not the World of Warcraft model where you're paying $15 a month um, to play a game, which is a pretty heavy cost, yeah. especially when we were younger where it's like, Okay, mow lawns every weekend just to pay off this game. Like it's, you know, you're definitely put putting up your entire allowance just to play this game every month. You know. Yeah, like I tried World of Warcraft for a little bit. I think you could do like a trial month or something. Yeah. And later on, we did um, kind of like a way how you play the game without playing paying the fees is that you start your private server. Oh, you, I gotcha. A VPN you set up your own server and you like pretty much run the game on your own server. Mm-hmm. And the downside of that is you only have like, like very few people who actually play on that server, right? Yeah. So, but if you have like a good group of friends, you can all say that's all play on the server and then you play the game with all your, your friends, but you're very much like dependent on like all your friends being on there because yeah, usually you have like hundreds of people on like a certain like server that Place. I'd say Guild Wars, there would be hundreds of people yeah. running around, right? So if you play World of Warcraft on private server with my 10 friends, unless we like really like schedule, like let's meet <laughs> up at that certain city at that time, like I yeah. will play by myself. Um, so never that much of a fan of like World of Warcraft for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Guild Wars kind of like figure it out in that sense and not yeah. be super expensive and not be that super addictive in that way and just have yeah. a great game great setup um and then just play the game yeah and and obviously like very uh, i've said this a ton on this on this episode but very community-based you know it's it's mostly about getting your friends together to play um something together which is which is always you know really really cool um so i want to touch on kind of the break um from video games because obviously there's a lot of travel that's in that time frame that's when we met um, and so I'm curious about 
you know, kind of what was that like? And then what is it like now getting back into video games? Um, and, you know, we're going to touch on the PS5, but what, what's that period like? And then, you know, getting back into it. Um, so, I mean, as I said, like, I mean, I started that break just because it was like too much going on. I couldn't really focus on like sports True. and yep. school and video games and friends and everything. So I kind of said, I mean, like I had my fair share of like playing video games and now it's like time to like focus on school and get those mm -hmm. like two years and like the final years of high school, get that figured out. And then, I mean, I can still play video games later. Um, and then like once I started college, I think I brought my PlayStation up to, um, I guess I moved to a different city, Frankfurt, and then I like, mm -hmm. studied. I think I brought it up at some point. I did play a little bit, but I was also working um, while studying. Oh, okay. So again, I was like a little bit limited time. And I think at that point, I like always missed it. It's not that I was happy that I left video games behind. It was more of like a uh -huh. sacrifice that I had to make. Um, and I think at that point, I was just like, you know, I'm in college. I'm, I'm not back into video games. So it's relatively yeah. easy for me to not take that step to actively pick up the control again, to play yeah. again. I just like push it. I can like one or two more years. Um, mm -hmm. And then like, I mean, like I studied abroad and everything like happened. It was like going back and forth, um, all that um, travel stuff. So that was like, I think not the time to really play video games. I mean, like I didn't even have a TV, right? So I was like- Yeah, and just, just so um, everybody knows, I've, I've told Mark that he needs his own podcast or his own book about these years that we're just kind of glazing over right now. These are some of the most wild years I've ever heard of a person experiencing. Um, so I get why you're not playing video games. Um, I totally get it because yeah, you were bouncing between the States and Germany and um, visiting your dad and all that kind of stuff. So I, I totally get it. Um, and you kind of answered my question in the sense of like, you know, what was it like? Well, it was just like, yeah, I can push that off and I can do all of what is being thrown in front of me right now. You know what I mean? It's like college, work life, traveling, like there's so much else going on and so much, really so much stuff that's way more important than jumping in front of a TV screen and, and sitting down for a little while. But I also get the fact that it was a sacrifice, you know, and it's something that you definitely have a fond memory of and something that you did want to get back into. But um, I, I totally get why you weren't doing that. And again, like I said, you, you need your own book and your own podcast about those like <laughs> six to seven years that we're talking about. But yeah, I, I get it. I think it's like, um, like one of the reasons why it's like somewhat easier for me to just like push it off to like get back into it was I think like a lot of people like who don't play video games, they think it's like this thing that you do when you are a child or like a teenager and like mm -hmm. you have a fun time and then like you grow up, you become an adult and then that's you it. You never play video games anymore. I see it very differently. I mean, yes, as a kid or a teenager, you probably play more just because you have more time. Mm -hmm. Right. So, but it doesn't mean that it's only meant for children or teenagers right so a lot of the games that i play were literally meant for adults right a lot of like yeah. point and click adventure games they're very challenging right so it's not just yeah. like something that you just play it's, it's you need to really dive into and focus and it's meant for adults right so like mm -hmm. a puzzle right so i said like i mean and like the video games are not like something that i 
either have to do now and I can never do again or mm-hmm. something like that. So it's like, it's like, whatever, I can just pause for another two, three years and then I get back into it. Um, I mean, now it's like, I finished college. I, I have my own place. Finally, I have my TV. Mm-hmm. Um, was able to to uh, to snag a PlayStation. Mm-hmm. It was like a good time to just get back into it, um, especially with like COVID. You're, you're yeah. doing less fun stuff and then a lot of senses, right? So it kind of like, you have the time to do that as a like a yeah friendly um hobby i would say yeah um so yeah that's kind of like the 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 kind of the the, the point that was like pushing me for the final steps okay now i'm at the point in my life i can have the time yeah um i can't have the i can do it i have to console again so let's get back into it yeah absolutely um so my next question now that we're kind of back into it um, is what what do you get out of video games these days? Is it the turn off method? Do you know the kind of relax and just kind of do something fun? Is it something that you want to actively engage in? Which I get both. Like sometimes it's just I need to turn off and get lost in something. And sometimes it's I, I want to kind of challenge myself in a sense. And again, I'm I'm very heavily into the story-based games, but I also play COD and Modern Warfare and Warzone, where it's like a challenge to, you know, win a battle royale game. Um, so what are you getting out of video games these days? Um, I think like for me, it's it's two different things. Like I, I feel like if you know me like better, like it, I'm, I hate just sitting around watching something. So I, I don't watch TV shows because I cannot commit to what just watching something and just sitting there. Like I, I need to be active in a sense. So yeah, I is somewhat of a <laughs> substitute. So be like watching an interactive yeah. show, right? So like if you play, I'd say you play Assassin's Creed or play Uncharted, it's somewhat slow paced, right? Mm. So you can just play by yourself. You play the storyline. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like watching a movie, but you kind of like steer or like you determine the, the path of the movie. Yeah, um, you're the director, you're the main character, exactly, you're yeah. the supporting cast. I mean, you're, you're the whole thing. So that's kind of like for me to just relax, like after work, like you work your hours and then it's like a weekday, we're not really going to go out. I mean, especially during COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so instead of like watching a movie or a TV show, I just play video games, just relax, chill. Um, I would love, that's kind of like my, my goal at some point to play multiplayer and just, I mean, it's a great way to like still be in touch with friends, um, mm-hmm. no matter where they are. Right. So, yeah, especially like for me, it's like all of my friends who are in Germany, it's, I can even play with them. It doesn't matter if I'm, if they're half across the globe. Right. Yeah. Um, but kind of like keeps me from that right now. It's just after not having a control in my hands for six, seven years, <laughs> I suck. <laughs> I am really bad, right? So if I play Call of Duty or anything, uh, I would not play the game. I would be in the game, but I would yeah. not play the game. Um, so yeah, something I'm going to start slowly, try to get back into it and yeah. get ready. My hand-eye coordination if you look better. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to uh, join those multiplayer games. Yeah, well, you you are um, so much more experienced in so many other things that it's okay that you might be a little <laughs> slow in a video game. You've got 
plenty of things under your belt um, that that make up for it. So, um, you know, we've kind of touched on it a little bit, but what is the um, gaming work life balance like today? And it sounds like it's especially because of COVID, it's, um, you know, I don't know if you're working from home or not, but it's kind of work your hours, however long those might be. And then, um, like you said, not many people are going out and doing something fun, um, but that's kind of slowly but surely changing these days. But um, for the most part, it's really about, you know, getting the work done and then relaxing however you relax. That could be video games, that could be TV shows, that could be card games. Um, and that sounds like that's what you're doing these days is get the work done, chill out with a couple of video games, and then you know, whatever dinner or relax, hit, hit the hay or, or whatever it is. So what's that balance like? Yeah, it's, it's, it's exactly like that. So initially, um, so I work in consulting, right? So initially my idea was, it was pre COVID. So I wasn't aware that it's going to be the case. So now I'm working from home, but initially my idea was, okay, I'm going to graduate from college. Um, I will be traveling Monday through Thursday. Uh, most likely I'll be staying in hotel rooms. So, um, might as well just get a console connected to the hotel TV and there's like mm-hmm. play, right? So maybe a good way to just get back into it. Uh-huh. Um, now that I kind of all changed and like I said, like I'm, I work remotely, I work from home, I uh, don't go into office. It's not going to be, as of right now, it's not going to be changed until the end of the year. Yeah. So yeah, it's a kind of like weekday um, change, just like relax and chill more like nighttime ish um i don't do it during the weekends um mm-hmm. but you like when i try to like do fun stuff um go out do stuff with friends um yeah so it's it's more of like a chill chill setting as I said, yeah instead of watching a movie or watching a tv show i just like to calm down after like a hectic busy work day yeah absolutely so um Let's talk about this PlayStation 5. Um, let's talk about the system and, and what it's like and uh, the games you're playing today. But first off, what's the system like? And um, I'm very curious to hear about what it's like to go from a PC, Xbox 360, PS3 almost eight years ago to a PlayStation 5 now. Yep. Um, what the heck is that like? And, and how is that system going? Um, so I personally, I love it. Um, when I kind of like signed up for getting a PS5, I did not know that was going to be such a struggle um, <laughs> yeah. to get this console. So I just thought, okay, I'm going to get a PS4. Then I saw, I heard something about like, there's going to be the next generation coming out. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I might as well wait, right? Yeah. And um so I moved in like January, right? So did my road trip, like moved in in January. So like that's a good time to get this console. And mm. I think it took me, I'm not exaggerating here. I think it took me like 20 attempts to oh actually God. buy the console. So I did not buy it resale, right? So I like actually bought it. Yeah. Um, so you have to go online. It's only like, I think it's Target, Walmart, Best Buy, something like that mm-hmm. only sells it. Um, it's literally like trying to snack a Coachella ticket. <laughs> um, most times the service crashed. Yeah. A lot of the people wrote scripts um, where you have a bot just automatically buying the console. And like oh the first attempt I did, I just yeah. like, 
I was very naive, right? So I thought, oh, like they're going to drop it today. So I went on like Target, didn't even have an account set up, right? So it's like, <laughs> no, <laughs> you need to have like everything. You have to be like, I actually had to do some orders and I cancel them just to have my credit card information stored and all that stuff. Oh so my was, God. Yes. And I was not expecting that. It was definitely like a struggle to, to get this console. Um, mm. And um, I kind of like, I mean, I had no pressure, right? So it's like, I mean, if I don't get it today, yeah, if true. I don't get it next week, I mean, I don't really care, right? It was kind of like a challenge for me. It was almost fun to just like, I had to like do all this um, forums and threads to like, order alerts that like yeah. tell me when like any website is dropping anything and immediately I like, had all like the um, the websites always open on my personal <laughs> laptop so even while working I'll be able to just instantly go on the website try to buy one yeah um even like during work meetings <laughs> so <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so that's kind of that was interesting but yeah like I, I love it it's definitely a huge difference um compared to like PS3 and and um, like PS2 or PS1. I think like yeah. PS2 and PS1, they're, those were just gaming consoles, platforms. Yeah. Like all you did was just gaming, right? You have your disc, put it in, play. Mm. PS3 was like slightly starting to become a little bit more. We can like, you can go like online browser and like you can- Yeah, no, it exploded pictures. in the PS3, yeah. the PS3 generation. Yeah, Xbox 360. And we're like yeah. starting to become a little bit more than like, even like if you look at cell phones, right? So now you have smartphones, back in the day, you're just only for the calling and texting. And yeah. now you can literally do anything. Um, but yeah, it's like for me right now, it's like with the controller, there's so much stuff going on, playing the games right now. There's a lot of, there's way more stuff going on, right? So yeah. This, this new middle button uh, in the middle of the controller. And yeah. You can do all this stuff and you can like steer with your controller now. Like I'm not used to that either. So mm -hmm. it's definitely very, very interesting and definitely having to get used to um, all these like advancements in that sense, right? But I'm very old yeah. school. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, definitely loving it. Sweet. Um, tell me a little bit about the controller itself because um, PlayStation 5 really sold itself on the haptic feedback of the controller. And um, if you dabbled in, in uh, Call of Duty, you know, pulling the trigger for the gun feels different per whatever gun you're using. Or if you're stretching a bow back, it feels different. If you're driving through sand versus asphalt, it feels different. Is that true? And how um, how realistic is that in your hands? How does that really feel? So I haven't played like shooter games. So I don't really know like how it differentiates between like weapons and all that stuff. Okay. But I can definitely tell from like the games like I played, mainly I played Assassin's Creed, I did uh -huh. say. Um, and um, Tomb Raider, like the old mm -hmm. ones. So kind of like going back to like some old old school games. I kind of like yep. remember from like a couple of years ago that I always wanted to play, but never played because I didn't play at that time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like the, the, the haptic feedback from the controller is definitely much more realistic, right? So even like mm -hmm. just plugging in your, your sound like through the headset and then you are very much more into the game, right? So like you, you plug Immersed. in your headphones, you yeah. play, and like you're just in the game, right? You have the haptic mm. feedback. Um, you definitely feel it, whether it's the right side or left side. So it's something that I didn't 
Uh, I don't remember from playing PS3. Wow. You can actually feel the difference of something happening yeah. on each of the sides yeah. in your hands. Yeah, so that's definitely pretty cool. I think that's definitely, I mean, I, I've mostly played PS4 games. So it's most likely more limited in that sense, right? If, mm -hmm. if you actually play a PS5 game. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, the, the route we're going is, is crazy if I compare it to the games that I played, what, 20 years ago? Mm -hmm. Two games, you have a mouse, you have like three keyboard buttons that you press. <laughs> this is, um, we're almost there playing like VR games and stuff. So it's a huge jump and I'm just still trying to get accustomed to it and understanding what all the options and potential settings are that you can, you, that you can exploit using a PS5. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there is a game that I'm trying to look, Astro's Playroom. This game yes. called Astro's, have you played that? Yeah, that's like the first thing that I played on PS5 because it's pre-installed, trying to just yeah. like, here, and that's it, how you play PS5. Exactly, yeah, and it, it won awards because it, it's so connected to the haptic feedback of the controller. Yeah. So was that was that crazy cool? Like how was that kind of demo experience? No, that was really cool, like, especially that middle button, like you kind of, you can like throw stuff and depending on like that, I mean, what do you call that keypad? Or, like that's mm -hmm. in the middle of the controller, but like, and like- Oh, you slide your to, like, thumb? You slide across and depending on which direction, like how you slide across that keyboard, mm -hmm. that's kind of like the direction, how you throw, like what you have, right? So wow. it's, that's probably like how the PS5 games are going to be. Um, I said, mm -hmm. like I haven't really played actual PS5 games yet, but I probably should actually. Uh, there's um, not that many out, honestly, but yeah, I know what you're talking but about. Yeah, so just like, as I said, like that's really when you feel on the right-hand side of the control, left-hand side, it's like the intensity of the reverberation. Mm. Um, it was, yeah, it was, it was a very simple game, but you're just so fascinated because of the controls. Yeah. You, know, you have this like little like character that's you're running around as like, you know, like a children's version of a yeah. Brand, like, yeah. environment, nothing crazy, but um, it's more about like just like the, the, the feedback and then the controls of the controller that mm. makes this game like super fascinating. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I love to hear that you picked up uh, a copy of Assassin's Creed and, and Tomb Raider. I just downloaded uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider because it was free on PlayStation Plus um, and I've yet to play that. And I actually saved it for me and Ava to play. Uh, currently her and I are playing Uncharted 4, uh, A Thief's End. So never played that story before and it is phenomenal. Um, I mean, the just the acting in that game is just un unbelievable. And uh, the gameplay is just absolutely top notch. I mean, um, yeah, the climbing mechanics. I mean, there's just so much about that game series that um, is definitely so PlayStation. It's so uh, it's such a great exclusive, but yeah, we're playing Uncharted 4 right now. Um, so I love the fact that you're bringing those to the PS5 because I'm a huge Assassin's Creed nerd. So that's like obviously huge for me. Um, which, which of the games are you playing? Are you playing Valhalla or are you playing Odyssey or which one are you, which one are you playing right now? I'm currently playing Odyssey. Um, okay. I have to say I'm, I like the game, but it's not very Assassin's Creed. I think that you, you talked about that with like Nolan it's, yeah. Um, I almost feel it's like Elder Scrolls. Like you, mm -hmm. it's almost like Skyrim, Oblivion-ish. Like you, a warrior. Like it has nothing to do with like assassin, right? Like right. it's nothing like 
sneaking around, just trying to be like stealth mode. No. Um, that's kind of like what I'm missing. Um, I really, really like the, I played, I think, the first three games of Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Um, I think to this day, like, I think the first one was my favorite one. Mm. There's the OG one. Um, I mean, the, the graphics right now, it's, it's phenomenal, right? It's, right, yeah, of course. But like, I mean, I mean, yes, I mean, maybe back then it was like very, very new game. By now, like you can use like the, the environment, the game setting, but mm. I don't know, I just really love that. Like you play in like your present time then you go into this, whatever it was called, like you Animus. go back in time, right? So um, then you are this assassin and the connection to like the real world, right? So like I usually went to like Italy, like, once a year for like vacation and uh-huh. I would like walk down the cities and see like Florence and Venice and say, like, oh yeah, yeah like, I actually saw this in like the video games, right? So it's something yep. that I thought was really cool. Kind um, of missing that in like the current ones. I think that yeah. often happens with like franchises in the game sense. Like at some point you're just trying to be like a little more pleasing yeah, right. the, the crowd, the mass and kind of losing the dedication motivation to go all the way to into the details and be like very unique and special. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I haven't, I, I've, I've bought the Valhalla one, but I haven't played it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm yeah. excited for that one, but also a huge Uncharted guy. So I'm also excited for the Uncharted 4 one. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely recommend Uncharted 4. Um, I picked up Valhalla. I picked it up actually when it was, I pre-ordered it and picked it up on, uh, release and it's been cool um, but I've actually just kind of naturally found myself steering away from it I haven't finished it um, which I will eventually but um, it just doesn't like the character itself just doesn't have the weight that it used to and and in yeah. Assassin, the original Assassin's Creed and in Assassin's Creed 2 you you did not get into fights with 50 soldiers and enemies because you were gonna lose like that's just yeah not the point of the game and well that's not the original point of the game um and now it again it has to evolve it has to change you can't release the same game every single year and expect people to come back so i get it um i would highly recommend assassin's creed origins so origins odyssey and valhalla are the three of the the latest release they're a trilogy it's all the same engine so it's all kind of the same gameplay but origins i feel like has the best story it's the it's the beginning of the assassins it's the guy and the woman that started the creed um and egypt is just an unbelievable setting for a video game and it's the size of the country i mean i know odyssey is the size of greece and you're hopping between the islands and stuff like that um but egypt is just uh i i feel like a a place that hardly anybody goes for video games. So it's very unique. The character the himself, Bayek, um, the actor that did him is like unbelievable next to none uh, as far as like his dedication to the character and the way he expresses emotions and that comes across in the game. Um, it's it's unbelievable. And it's, it's a little bit more grounded than Odyssey. So if you want a little bit more of the Assassin's feel, um, it has it, but it's not... It's not like the OGs. It's still an RPG. Um, the assassination button is triangle, um, which is just not what it used to be. And attack and heavy attack, it's R1 and R2, which is, again, yeah. not what it used to be. Um, but I have 
I have found myself growing very fond of Assassin's Creed Origins um, over the years that I've since I've played it because um, I remember when I got it and I was like, man, they've just changed so much about this game and it's just not hitting like it used to. Um, but compared to the the last two releases, um, it's 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 it has the most original feel um, out of that trilogy. So um, definitely try Valhalla because it's fun. It's it's a fresh take um, and there's some good lore in there and the story is pretty good so far. Um, but I, I think Origins out of this trilogy takes the cake for me. So I, I definitely recommend that. Um, one of my last questions to kind of wrap this thing up is um, what are you looking forward to in gaming, it does sound like it's a little bit of, you know, playing Valhalla and playing Uncharted, but um, it also sounds like you want to get back into that multiplayer aspect and kind of get your skills back and, and play that, um, which is super exciting. And I would play with you anytime. So don't even think twice about it. I'm going to text you my, my tag after this so that we can, we can hook up. But um, what are you excited for and kind of looking forward to in gaming these days? I think as I said, like I'm trying to be like more to get like better to like play multiplayer, right? So mm -hmm. like to connect with like friends and stuff. Um, I think on the more single player side, I will try to get back to the old games that I know, right? So yeah, I think like if you compare, like for me, like I mean, I didn't play video games for like what six, seven years, and mm -hmm. um comparing the games that I played back in the days versus like what I see now is I would say that games have almost a little bit of a shorter life cycle, right? So like when I go mm -hmm. back to like middle school times, there was only a handful of games yeah. that I played and I played them for years in a row, right? So <laughs> I played the same game like for years, right? Yeah. So now I think that you play one game, finish it, move on to the next game, right? So yeah, like a lot of the games that I played like Knights of the Old Republic. Um, oh yeah, those are huge games. I play. Like, I replayed those games so many times. Mm -hmm. And now, like a lot of the games, they are great with regard to graphics. Um, mm -hmm. They're a little bit more fast-paced, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, you, say you have like a plethora of, of games out there. Right oh now. my god! Like, yeah. Like, years ago, there was only like. 10 games being released in a year, right? So it's like, mm -hmm. oh, like I'm going to buy like these three games. Right now it's yeah. hundreds of games are being released. Yeah. Um, so I think I might just going to start to go back to play like the old old school vintage games and then also mm -hmm. try to be multiplayer with like the new games. Hopefully I can get my hand-eye coordination <laughs> um, a little bit faster. So uh, I can join some uh, online sessions. But yeah, that's kind of like the plan that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. having a good time there's a lot of games that i saw over the years um that sounded cool looked cool uh -huh. like trailers that i saw that I haven't played yet so i think i'm going to just try to like make my way through a list of games mm -hmm. yeah. yeah dude i <laughs> i'm building a list of games that i'm going to send you after this <laughs> podcast to get into because um you just sound like your style of gaming is, is close to mine. And so, um, yeah, just like right off the bat, it's like the mass effect series. If you've never played that, you should oh, get yeah. into that. Um, star Great Wars, games. Jedi, Jedi fallen order. You should definitely try that out because that's one of the best lightsaber combat games that I've played. And it's just so cool to be that person, that Jedi. 
um, I, I'm going to send you a, a list of, of video games, whether you like it or not, um, just because, you know, I want to I want to share the love. Um, and then for online games, I'm going to send you some stuff, too, because I would definitely love to play with you in a co-op uh, atmosphere like Destiny, Destiny 2, um, Diablo 3 is is co-op. Outriders was just released a demo um, and it's very cool. It's definitely fast paced, fast paced gameplay. So might not be right in line with what you love, but again, just something to try and something that's fun. Um, so I will be hitting you with a couple of texts after this episode. Um, but yeah, man, I just want to say, you know, thank you for coming on and taking the time to talk video games with me. Um, is there anything else you wanted to hit before we kind of wrap this thing up or? I think we covered most of it. I think, yeah. Um, thanks for having me. I think I'm, I'm glad that we finally were able to make it happen. Yeah. Um, to get me on the show. Um, I hope I was able to give some cool insights and maybe how the, the gaming set up or environment is different between like Germany and US. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course, man. I mean, I haven't talked about Age of Empires. I haven't talked about Guild Wars. <laughs> so those were epic to talk about. And I definitely, it's cool to hear a competitor to games like World of Warcraft and RuneScape and stuff um, that was as good, if not better. Um, so you definitely brought a lot of things to light. And uh, maybe I'm going to be downloading some stuff on my work laptop now. I don't know. We'll see. But um, yeah, man, thanks so much for coming on. And um, we'll see you later. All right, cool. Yay!